Hello and welcome to GPTV on the most beautiful but chilly Tuesday the 6th of July. My name is Philip Kingston. I'm Gary Pearce. Well, I'll tell you what, Gary, across the weekend, which was the most amazing and successful weekend, it was chilly, it was almost Arctic. But I had the solution, Gary, as you would expect me to be prepared for all things that eventuate across the weekend. You know what my secret was across the weekend, Gary? Can't wait to find out. Long underpants. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The yeah. old uh, long johns, eh? The old long right? johns. I've got to tell you, because yeah. I know that you would never do that because, you know, no. oh, I can't too do that, you know, too conservative, that yeah. girly, right? But let me tell you, you put your, you put your long johns on yep. and it just takes the edge off the cold. So See, that's, where, that's where you being fit and me being a little bit more schmaltzy, uh, a little bit more uh, <laughs> blubbery, full of love, right? Full of, full of, yeah. a, a bit more uh, rounded, yes. you know, maybe say, a bit more lovely, yeah. maybe I'd like to think. Uh, this is where I have an advantage, Phil, because, you know, when you're very, very, like, when you're sort of, there's a bit rakey, like you are a bit rakey and thin and skinny, uh, you feel the cold more. And when you're a bit more full-bodied, like a great wine, full you body. don't feel as much, Phil. You're so full-bodied, full body, like a great glass you're, of wine, like quite, a beautiful you're quite, Shiraz. You're quite well, voluptuous, really. Well, I thought you weren't going to say that, but now you have. And voluptuous. It's the full-bodied and voluptuous edition. But viewers, if you want to beat the cold, um, go to, uh, look, there's there's an icebreaker. Icebreaker. I think they've got a store at Chadston. Uh, in the basement area or the back in what that section. What are you doing section. hanging around in chests and anyway, basements? Anyway, uh, Icebreaker, Merino mm. Wool. It's a New Zealand company uh, and uh, fantastic undergarments where you will just smash the cold out of the park. i tell you what I do, Phil. There's a thing called Canada Goose. You Canada, can move Canada Goose? Yeah, I am, actually. Well, I can tell you, I can walk in two degrees at night with the dog. Yes. Right, in the, with the wind howling, with a T-shirt. Yeah. And just a Canada Goose jacket, Phil, because it's well, made for like 20 miles. Well, you know, if, so you, if you look at Canada in yep. winter. See, oh, yeah. We, we have the we most complain joke here. of a winter here. I mean, <laughs> it, it lasts for, what, six weeks winter here. Yep. Um, and we don't have anything other than it rains a little bit. And it's, you know, gets down to eight, seven, six degrees. In Canada, in winter, Gary, can you focus here on the camera? In Canada... Canada in winter, it's like yep. a snow for four or five months. Yep. So and if you're Canadian, 20, yeah. of course you're going to have a good jacket. Of course you're going to manufacture a jacket for the great outdoors. Uh, winter in Melbourne is a different thing. Um, I think we, we stumbled last week on a word. We couldn't think of it when something is like something. And I think we heard uh, was analogy or synonym, synonym. And Darcy said that to us. So unless Darcy's surname is synonym or analogy, I think Darcy said that. So we've got to send you something, Darcy, because we got a bit tongue-tied, Phil. And we didn't know when something resembles something, what was the word for it. And he said it was an analogy. Oh, good on, good on, synonym, your, good on you, yeah. Darcy. We yeah, wouldn't thanks. have too many Darcy's watching, no. I don't think. Hey, we've got a Dennis watching who is, happens to be... Uh, Dennis hits the button fast, Phil, because when it comes out on YouTube, he can see how many views there's been and he's in there number three or two or four so uh, good on you Dennis uh, we, we love you for that and by the way uh, Phil I just want to talk about some of the results but before I do I've got a question for you and for the viewers here does the name of a street affect its value so you know like I'm selling a home at the moment it's about to start for some a good old friend of mine who I've reconnected with after all these years who I'm so excited about and it's in Moorabbin Phil and the street's called Grandview Grove, yes. right? Grand, grand View. Now, Grand View Grove. Yeah. Now, that's I think that's a grand and beautiful and elegant name for a street. And I'm saying if next if Grand View Grove was here, and like let's just say that, you know, Smith Street was next door. Nothing. That, not, not saying anything wrong with Smith because a lot of Smiths watch the show. Yes. But it's a more. It's it's a less grand name than Grand yes. View. 
does it affect the value? Like, would you say, well, I want to live in a street called Grandview Grove, or I want to live in uh, in the boulevard? Well, there are know, there are some Q rather or, odd names for yeah. streets, Gary. Maybe we'll have a little bit of a competition yes, we about the oddest, the oddest street name, name yeah. street that you There's can some think of. There's some good ones, of. yeah. But I, I think, Gary, the, the the thing that always amazes me, and you know, due respect to the good residents of Grandview Street in Moran, and there's a Grandview Grove in Moran. The, 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 well. the question yeah. is. What is the grand view that <laughs> yes. you're getting in Moorabbin? Well, maybe when it was built, Phil, maybe when that street had its name, it, maybe it was a little bit more elevated. You could see Nepean Highway, or you could see the cows at the back, you know, going back a long time when streets were named, Phil. No, because, I mean, look, Moorabbin's you know, a thumping suburb now. Great it's, hot it's, suburb. By the way, viewers, if you want to make some money in investing in real estate in a sleeper suburb that's going to catch yeah, fire, up. I yeah. would say it is Moorabbin. But, yep. uh, you know, if we talk about Grand View Grove in Paran, right? Yep. On a bit of a hill, yeah, and street. at the time that that was um, that that was called Grand had View, some old mansions. you would have had sweeping views and some mansions towards of the Grand View Grove. Towards the city, built at the time. Uh, so yeah. I get it, but Grand View Grove, Grand View Street in Moorabbin, yeah. I'm just not sure. Yeah. What that grand view is. I'm not of. sure either. And so like the, when there's Beach Avenue and it's nowhere near a beach, you know. Or, or like we've got Sea View in Caulfield South. Yes. Right? I think there has got a sea no, view. I think there's one house yeah. in Sea View yeah. with a sea view. The whole street because of it. <laughs> Speaking so of Sea View viewers, thank you, Gary, for that kind of segue. Because I don't, I don't gave you that. we've got a house coming up in Sea View, Gary, that will knock you off your perch. I oh, know, it's a pretty uh, Unbelievable. Spunky, I can't spunky wait. house. I can't wait Does anyone to say show spunky anymore? No, only only yeah. misogynist bastards that are still <laughs> that are still living in the seventies and eighties. Oh come on, Spun now. girls spunky. girls spunky. in the seventies and eighties used to say he's a spunky guy. That was okay to say that. Uh, they weren't misogynist bastards. No, no, still, no, no but that, that's like uh, only a misogynist so, bastard like yourself, Gary. Would remember would, a, a, a misogynist old fashioned <laughs> bastard like yourself would say spunky. I don't know. I reckon I'm, you know, I'm bringing Spunky back. We're bringing Spunky back. I reckon it was a good term. Yeah. You know what? People had. I mean, in America, if you say that person's got spunk, it was. It's a very different meaning to what it is in Australia. It's got yes, a different Gary, meaning altogether. Enough. Thank it's, you. Anyway, very much. but I like Spunky. I reckon it was. I reckon it's a good, good, friendly, happy, upbeat. You know, there were lots of spunky things happening in the 70s. I'm bringing spunk back. Let's bring spunk back. Uh, spunky back. Uh, Phil, um, I'll stay away from it because yeah, it's get, yeah, getting this creepy. Is, this is, this um, I want to talk a bit. Edition. I want to talk a little bit about the weekend that was, Phil, because it was a cold weekend. And I remember getting out of what, the you car. You want to talk about the weekend, that Gary, was, yeah. that Gary Pure and Associates are failures. What are you talking about? What failures are we? Well, Gary. What happened? We got this some is great a, this results. Is, this is a company that always smashes the lights out of the industry. Yeah. Well, the industry this week yeah. flogged us. Flogged us. The industry clearance rate flogged this is, this is Gary. This, this, this is embarrassing. We've got to have a long, hard look we're, at ourselves. The industry came in at 80%, right? 80% clearance, which is a really good clearance. Yeah. Anything over 70% 70, 70 viewers, that's a great clearance. Yeah. But the industry came in, smashed everything with an 80% clearance rate and flogged Gary Perrin Associates, who came in at 79%. Oh, that's a bitter disappointment, Phil. A bitter disappointment. I think our put entire those team up needs yeah, to have, have a good look at themselves. Um, hey, Phil, at my bridge class the other night. At your bridge I was, class. <laughs> loved it. Um, I was did sitting. You go, did you go in? Did you go in a motorised wheelchair, or did you actually? <laughs> push it yourself. Do you know, I think that's an insult to your parents who are bridge players and, and, and very, very uh, 
you know, fit, healthy, and strong are, big players for their going. age. Um, so I, I, was, I resemble that remark. Uh, but I've got to say, Phil, that I was sitting at Bridge uh, with a Collingwood supporter and a Melbourne supporter, and um, I can't, now that now that let me just think about this for a minute. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's the most ridiculous thing I've right. ever heard. Yeah. I was sitting at my Bridge class yeah. with a Collingwood supporter. Yeah, I mean, how does a Collingwood supporter? get to a well, bridge class. So, you know what? If you looked at the Collingwood uh, membership list and you tried to match it to bridge... If you, if you were uh, running a bridge club and you said, I'm going to try to get the database of Collingwood supporters and get them over, I'll pay anything no, for no, it. But wouldn't be a very good investment. Imagine if the, imagine if yeah. the president, yeah. the new president yeah. of Collingwood is watching and yeah. it gets out yeah. that Collingwood supporters are now, well, just one. Br- are now bridge players. It's just one. And she's like, a very good bridge player. That, that, that per- I reckon yeah. that person, yeah. if they find that person at the yeah. There will be the cameras will be on yeah, a mass right. beating <laughs> that poor that bridge oh, yeah. player that yeah. Collingwood bridge player with a yeah, beautifully yeah. tied scarf around yeah. his is or her neck she, yeah. is going to be publicly flogged <laughs> exactly right. by the Collingwood cheers thrown spot. out the back of Bay 13 or whatever yeah. it might yeah. be. It's just uh, denigrating the whole anyway, Collingwood. It is a bit of a contradiction, club. isn't it? But anyway, I sat there Phil with Collingwood supporter, Melbourne supporter, Carlton supporter, and I thought. I don't know. My weekend was pretty good. How was yours? You yeah, know? well, uh, you know. We, very rare that we get to have that sort of joy. That's a good win. Well, Blues. I went yeah. there. I went, I went and saw the game because, you know, uh, on a Sunday, when was it Sunday night or Saturday, Saturday night? We can go to the footy Saturday. We can't go okay. Saturday and Sunday because we're too busy. We work, yep. but Saturday night I got there with all the other 12,000 people. It was like you could hear someone whisper. Yep. It was very unusual. But anyway, well done to the Blues. So a little bit of heart for the old Blue Boys. Uh, Phil, the results on the Your weekend. Bridge lesson. Uh, yeah, the results, oh. uh, the results um, Phil, for the uh, weekend were pretty strong. Uh, I've got to say that I had the pleasure of conducting an auction in the Avenue, uh, which sold uh, very, very well, Philip. Lots of competition. $735,000 for this apartment, Philip. It was a record price on that block. It's a great block. Love that block. Sold there before. Got another one in there coming up. But uh, amazing. 735 Lots of bidders, Phil. Uh, so well done to the buyers and sellers alike there. Glenferry Road, Malvern, Phil. Another apartment that went well. Uh, now, look, every time an apartment or sale goes well, there's always a cynic that says, oh, you underquoted that. Went for $200,000 more. You underquoted that. Yeah. You underquoted that. So can, can I just want to say I, something about this. Can I just cut in? Because you, yeah. you're on a, I just want to add yeah. to what you're about to say. Yeah. Viewers, underquoting is where an agent quotes less than the figure that they've quoted to the vendor. So on an auction authority or a sale authority. If we write one to 1.1 million as the figure that we've given to the vendor, if we quote less than 1 million, remember we've quoted one to 1.1, if we quote less than $1 million, that is under quoting. If we quote one to 1.1 million, and competition and, the ta- and the competition takes it to one two or one three or one four. That's not underquoting. That's called a really good result and a strong competitive auction. Sorry to cut you. No, no, Does you're that right. Sense? It makes sense because you can't quote on a record price that you haven't yet attained that you don't know you're going to get. You know, and that's what happens. And I mean, I look at our auctions on the weekend, and you know, we didn't sell them all. Some we sold right on the price. Some yep. went through the roof. Uh, but every time you go through the roof, you can't just be accused of underquoting. Well, it's just going to happen. I mean, every yeah, agent in Paran, they were probably selling for a million dollars over reserve and five hundred thousand. The, the suburb of Paran's hot. Does that make all the agents villains because the suburb's hot and things are running away? We had a sale in South anyway. Caulfield on the weekend, Gary, that yep. sold for a good three hundred thousand dollars plus. Yes over our range, which was over almost, what the vendor would which sell was for, over what was expected. Yeah. Now, I've got to tell you, there is no statistical evidence yeah. looking back for us to say, well, that's worth 1.9. Now, that's going to form the evidence for the next further one, yeah. sales and moving forward. Yeah. But you're right, we cannot quote to vendors 
what they might get or what could be a record everything price. goes extremely or well. could be a record so price. I wish the yeah. public would just calm down a little bit because it's interesting across the weekend. I think we had 36 sales last weekend, Gary. Yep. And I reckon of those 36, 25 of them yep. probably sold in the range, or less some than. even at the bottom Maybe of the range. Less two, so yeah. what's going to happen or didn't is, sell is are, we sell, going yeah. to be, are we going to be criticised for every sale that is a remarkable result? And I think agents need to be able to, to just work to get the vendor the best price and be as open as they can with buying public. When we put price ranges up, it's an indication of the fact that things are going better than expected and the price might be more than we originally thought. So uh, it's just, uh, it's gone a bit crazy, I think. And you know, you'll only hear about this in markets, by the way, where prices are going up. When <laughs> things are going down or flat, you'll never hear about it. So we never have the general public no. ringing or writing to the newspaper no. saying, look, the market's not going very well. We'd just like to have a shout out to all of the agents that are doing it tough. Yeah, or yeah. nor we hear about the vendors that don't get their prices about when someone thought they'd get more than they got. Um, that doesn't make headlines either. For oh, anyway, the life of an agent, make, Gary. We're holding the world up upon our shoulders. We do sometimes, Phil. Uh, 11,355 Glenfree Road. Well, that sold for a lot more than expected. Quoted 6660, sold for $725,000. Uh, Phil, 12A Kangaroo Road. Now, again, uh, this is a record price. Yep. And again, the cynic will say, oh, we undergraded it because every time you get a record or a premium result, that's what we get. Get thrown at us. Yes. But the reality is that this was quoted at 135 to 1485. We expected and hoped to get interest in that range. And of course, for our vendor, we wanted to get more than that, as every vendor would want, um, every vendor does want. Uh, we sold this for $1,660,000, Phil. That is a record now, price. Gary, not as a new record price, but yep. keep in mind this was Saturday afternoon and it yes. was cold. Yep. And this swimming pool in this gorgeous house yep. is not heated to the best of my no. knowledge. Well, our vendor was so delighted that he had sold his property well over the top of the quoting range. He wanted to just cool down his incredible yeah. emotions. So yes. what did he do? He did what well, every this. normal St Kilda supporter <laughs> would do when they're successful. Have a look at this. Oh. <laughs> Now, we've heard about auctioneers jumping in the pool. Gary Pure and Associates, we much prefer our vendors to do it than the agents. So yep. we just like to stay nice and dry and ready for our next auction. But uh, well done to the vendor there and congratulations. Well, and shout out uh, to the vendors of that yeah. home who are Justin and Kath, who are the nicest people. I've got to tell you, People like Justin and Kath make our business just so much better because dealing with people that are great from start to finish, that just follow your advice and do everything that we ask them to do, uh, well done because you did get an amazing price and you did set a new record. Thanks for coming on board with us. 812 Huntley Road, Phillips sold for $1,220,000 again, somewhat of a record price, great result, premium price. Uh, Phil, 489 Neeran Road, well we had a lot of pleasure in selling that in the weekend and well done to the buyer who we know. Uh, who we've great, met around the, great development around the traps. That little pocket there of Glen Huntley, which is yep. between Neerham Road and uh, Glen Huntley Road. Yep. You can walk to the train station, you've got the redevelopment of the race course there. I'm loving that little yeah. pocket that, of, all that of Corfield where East Glen Huntley here, yep. meets East Caulfield meets South Caulfield. Love it there. There's a tip for you, viewers. I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Phil. And this one uh, sold well. We know the building well. And I think that might have been, again, a record price on the building, Phil, or certainly one of the highest prices ever paid there, if not the highest price at $841,000. Know Speaking of the Caulfield redevelopment, yep. let's get David Southwick in yeah, good, to great. have a chat. Because David Southwick, yeah. and yes, viewers, we're not going political on you. If you are a Labor supporter, we will 
also have uh, people from the Labor Party on, yeah, but David Southwick, well. who is our, lay, uh, is our local member for this area, has been instrumental, I believe, in getting uh, this the, the racing, what is it called, Racing Victoria? Is yes. it Racing Victoria? Uh, yeah. uh, the Caulfield so. Racecourse uh, proposed redevelopment there. We should get David on to have a chat with us about it because it's going to be incredible. And it's something big that's happening in our yep. hood. So a uh, good idea, Phil. Give, make, make yeah, sure I'll, I'll, ring, I'll ring David. Yep. And we don't, you know, we're, it's not a, a political thing. It's yep. just about what's yep. happening in Caulfield. Yep. Yep. Uh, so if, you've, sensitive if people. you've got somebody from the Labor Party or from Greens. the Greens or from the, the, uh, national the sex, sex party, party yeah. the, Fisher, the fishers and fishermen and in the, fish, the fishermen's <laughs> yeah, party, yeah, exactly if, you've, right. if you know somebody yep. from all of those political organisations, in, in fairness of balance, we'll have them all on. Yeah, all, all the but same time. We could have a debate, Gary. We, we could, could have, have a debate, debate robust, as to whether the Caulfield race course that has been pushed along by David Southwick. Yeah. We can have a debate with all of those parties here yeah. to see whether he's done a good job or not. Fair enough. We should do that. I'm not sure we will do that, but let's just get David on for starters. Uh, Phil, a couple of places we didn't sell, and I want to talk about it because I think we've got one property out there uh, that I consider to be a significant and seriously good buy, Phil. In fact, I would say this is our screaming value buy of the week, so I think we need a bit of a scream on that. Thank you. Love the scream. Uh, Phil, 24 at 327 Orang Road. Uh, that one I auctioned on the weekend. Uh, we passed it in, but we've got a reserve of 549 and a half. And I've got to say, Phil, that if you're looking for an apartment out there between 5 and 550, this is the best one you'll see. So uh, come along to that. Well, you've got the Alma Village on your doorstep and yep. the tram and Dan Long Road. So just a great opportunity for either an investment or a great quality of life. Some great uh, images now you've seen on screen, but that is a really, really good apartment for that sort of price, Phil. Also, I just want to draw attention to two at 66A Balaclava Road, Phil, which uh, you didn't sell, but Gary, what a beautiful property. Beautiful. That's a, that's a three bedroom plus study. So it could be four bedrooms if you want, but that's uh, it's on the it's on the elevated first floor. I call that a penthouse, even though technically it's not a penthouse, but great development and beautiful. Beautiful quality, excuse me. You just burped there. No, I just a little, you know, little, little bit of gas. Yeah. <laughs> Frightening. He calls me disgusting. Anyway, um, I think it was a, was, was a burp, oh, it's wasn't it? It was just one of those little yeah. reverse burps where yeah. you kind of burp without burping. It's kind of an, an inverted burp, yeah. perhaps, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, um, a great property, that one in, in Balaclava. And, you know, for people, by the way, that worry about stuff that gets passed in, because it's funny, isn't it? When you Even when you go and speak to vendors, they go, what will happen if it gets passed in? Yeah. You know? Like, oh, and what about if it's, pa like, what if, and if it's passed in? And I've got to say that most of our passed in stuff sells very quickly. I mean, it we does. never really review a lot of the sales because even this week in our sales meeting, Phil, yesterday, we had a big list of stuff that we'd sold. We did. And yeah. some of that stuff had been passed in. So uh, don't worry. 36 sales last week. Shout out to our sales team who were really going at it hard. Uh, there were deals there were transactions. Transactions are so much nicer yep. than deals, isn't it? There were transactions uh, coming left, right and centre, right through to late at night, right through the week. So shout out to the best sales team on the planet because we were busy last yeah, week, love, love you all. This, is this about boasting or about complimenting our sales team? It was, or a about, it the was, about, it was about two for the price of one, Gary. Phil, a boast, but a lovely boast. You're off this weekend, by the way. You know, we put you out. Am I supposed really to go off away? This yeah. Well, well, where was out. I going to go? Where was I, I going to go? Yeah. Go, to I go on a road trip to, you know, to Geelong. Portsea or the hills. Been to Daniel. Geelong for a, for a long time. Apparently, there's a Hyatt down in Geelong, uh, overlooking the nothing, nothing um, wrong with Geelong. Overlooking 
overlooking. The I don't know what is it overlooking. The, the, uh, the, um, oh, the sewer Shout out to yeah. all of our Geelong yeah. viewers. Uh, yeah. I've no idea what the height looks over, but I'm sure whatever it is, it's probably about the best thing that it can look over. Yes, Carlton playing Geelong next week too. I'm sure they're going to put us away well and truly. But you know, there's so many great places to go in Melbourne. We don't really talk about it, but my brother-in-law just went to Hillsville. Phil, yes. the best time talking about all the great restaurants. So enjoy and celebrate uh, Victoria because you can go regional. Phil, why aren't you doing that? Why don't you go somewhere regional? Get away somewhere. Have a few days off. Freshen up. It'll be good for you, I reckon. So with you away, Phil, we just need to talk about what's going to happen this week and this weekend. We've still got plenty of work on, but not as much as usual. July, traditionally a very quiet month, Phil, but probably this is one of our busiest oh, I Julys. think we'll have a busy July, oh, Gary. So too, Take me out for one weekend. It's not going to slow the whole steam engine down. Well, maybe you actually do something to get some leisure. You'll, I think you're a bit tired. I think, I think tired. Yeah, I think you're tired. Tired. Yeah, I, I did tired. eleven auctions yeah, over the no, weekend, and I'm bouncy and perky. No, I think tired. Bit, I think you're a bit tired. I think it's all the front. I think tired. you're inside. You're exhausted. You just need to collapse somewhere on a couch and relax, Phil. I'm hoping that you wouldn't do that. Wouldn't mind going north, though. Wouldn't mind yeah, going to Queensland. Wouldn't but, mind you know, going to can Bali. I, can, can I? Can I take the risk of getting on a plane and going to Queensland, and then the Queensland is saying no, you can't go back to Victoria, or the Victorian saying no, you can't come from Queensland? It's all a mess. The sooner you all get your virus injections, AstraZeneca or Pfizer, or just get something and let this world get back. Have you had the injections? Of course I've had it. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, I've had it. AstraZeneca, you know. You have to get the injections. Ridiculous not to have it. Big deal. Yep. Uh, Wednesday, Phil, 4 o'clock, we've got the EOI, uh, which ends in this wonderful property in Wattletree Road. Well, Gary, what a penthouse apartment that is. Absolutely magnificent. Three bedrooms and two and a half magnificent bathrooms and a view that pretty much cannot ever be built out because it just looks out over Wattletree Road. Bedrooms are at the back, wraparound balcony. It's incredible. We're not waiting for the weekend to auction, Phil. We've got a a little bit of a twilight evening auction. We love those. Thursday, 6pm in Linlithgow Avenue. Gary, two bedrooms, one bathroom, one lock-up garage. That's a great property in Linlithgow. Viewers is one of the best addresses of Caulfield. We move on to Saturday, Phil. We move on to Saturday, Phil, where both of us are auctionless, but there's still five auctions on at 10.30, double auction Action. We're going to be at Danglong Road. We love it there at 10.30 We do one bedroom, one bathroom, one car space. Uh, shout out to Mark Kirkham, who's got the pleasures there. That's a great property in Paran. Uh, same time, Phil, we're going to be in Elwood in Mitford Street. We're going to be there twice on Saturday. 10.30 Gary, we start. how beautiful is this? This love is that, Poets Phil. Corner, Gary. And this is one of the corner apartments. So uh, this, is a, this is about as good as it gets. Uh, in fact, this is really, this is such classic architecture. It's magnificent. That is two bedrooms, one bathroom uh, and incredible living areas. I mean, that could really be easily converted into a two bedroom. Uh, Phil, you can meander through from uh, Mitford Street and Poets Corner, in through Barclay Street, down Ackland Street, even Fitzroy Street if you want to have a coffee and some lunch. And come on back to Mitford Street because at 12.30, Phil, we have 3823 Mitford Street going up for auction. Gary, a beautiful, beautiful property, this one. One bedroom, one bathroom, one car space. Uh, that's just an incredible property. Shout out to Jeremy Rosens, Phil, who's a great auctioneer and he's done so many last week. He's just about had his record, I think, five or six on Saturday. So... Good on you, Jim. Good to see you out there doing your thing as an auctioneer. And your third auction on Saturday is at 1.30pm in Edgerton Road, Armidale. Great Gary, address. terrific property. Two bedrooms, one bathroom, one car space. Uh, and that's a great location.
location because you've got the tram of Wattle Tree Road and Dandenong Road at either end. And walk, of course, to Glenferry Road, High Street, Armadale, the train station of both Armadale and Malvern, so you just don't get a better position. That's for sure. Uh, Leo Samuel pops up together with Daniel Peer for our afternoon auction, Phil 3.30, at 4.81, Kuyong Road, Old Street. What a great address. Gary, again, one bedroom, one bathroom, one car space. Really lovely building that, so... Um, you can't go wrong buying something like that. I've got a couple of a couple of auctions, uh, Phil, that I'm doing on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to it. At 10:30 a.m. is 12:231 Glen Huntley Road. Again, a one bedroom, one bedroom, one bathroom, one car space with a beautiful courtyard garden, Gary, uh, and a shared storeroom. So that's a good property. Love this block in Pine Street, Phil. We've got a two bedroom villa, single level. Love this sort of real estate. Well, Gary, that is walking distance to both the tram and Hawthorne Road and Glen Huntley Road, and all of the shops and cafes on your doorstep. That is two bedrooms, one bathroom and a lock-up garage, Gary. Jeremy Rosens wraps up the weekend. Phil is going to be in Hawthorne Road. That's at 406 at 77 Hawthorne Road. Uh, that has been handled by Glen Bricker. A magnificent building, Gary, right there opposite the park. Three bedrooms, two bathrooms, basement car parking for two cars and a storage cage, Gary. Everything that you want and more. And that, Phil, as the door opens at the back and interrupts us, uh, that is a big wrap on this uh, July edition of GPTV. Phil, there is so much happening in the market. It feels very different this July because there's a lot going on and usually July is sort of very quiet and docile. There's not much inquiries, not that many buyers around. But now, this week, this year, this week and this year has been very, very busy. It's a year unlike any other, Gary, but it's a better year than last year. Oh, yeah. And each year from now, as our vaccinations kick in and Australia starts to open up, it's just going to get better and better. And my tip, Gary, is once the borders open to Australia, um, I think you're going to see a property boom unlike any other. Because if you were thinking about moving to another country in the world, where else would you go? Even in good times, you'd say Australia. But in COVID times, you've got to look at yeah. our country and go, hey, I want to live there. I want to live in that uh, lucky country, Phil. It is indeed lucky country. and We're blessed to live here. And uh, we will continue to bring you all the real estate news, whether you like it or not, on GPTV, week in, week out. Episode, I don't know, 500 or thereabouts, getting to that now. Uh, I don't know how we just keep going, Phil, but we do have a wonderful weekend off. And uh, let's... Bring it all back next week on GPTV. I'm Gary Pierce. I'm Philip Kingston. Have a fantastic week.